Welcome to The Girls' Room. I'm your host, Marissa Quintalmo. The Girls' Room is a safe space where we talk about all things uncomfortable, challenging, and oftentimes gross that come along with womanhood. Tune in every week for a new glamorous episode. Welcome back to The Girls' Room. Today, we have a very special guest, Chloe De Winter, founder of Go Club Pilates. Chloe's been seen in Women's Health, Well and Good, Pop Sugar, The Today Show, Vogue, and most recently in Rex by Riss and all over my podcast page. Chloe is a physiotherapist and a Pilates instructor who founded Go Club Pilates, an online Pilates studio where Chloe empowers you through feel-good movement. So welcome, Chloe. Thank you. So good to be here. I'm so excited to have you. If like you know me, you know that I'm a huge fan, so I'm so honored to have you here today. <laughs> That's very sweet. That's very sweet. Now, I'm really excited to chat to you. I love what you're all about. And yeah, I'm just excited to chat. Get real well, deep. You know? Right back at you. <laughs> so first off, can you introduce yourself? Yes. My name is Chloe DeWinter and I am a physiotherapist, Pilates instructor, and the founder of online Pilates platform called Go Chloe Pilates. And at the moment I am recording from Australia, which is where I live down in Melbourne. But before sort of pre-pandemic, I was over in New York for three years, but the pandemic brought me back to where I'm from. So (laughs) I'm back in Oz now and sort of settled here again. Um, Yeah, that's me. Can you tell us more about what got you started in the health and fitness world? Yeah, sure. So I have been working as a physiotherapist for many years now, and that's sort of where I started my career after school. I've always been really interested in not so much, I wouldn't say fitness, but more so the human body. I always loved like the health, health field, health sciences field. I knew that I wanted to do something in that world after I finished school and sort of landed in physiotherapy because I wanted to work with people, love working with people and helping them. So it sort of ticked all those boxes. And when I started working as a physiotherapist, I began using Pilates as a bit of a rehabilitation tool through my physiotherapy work. So in Australia, it's a lot more common to to use Pilates in this way than it is over in the US. But over here, all sort of private, not all, but I'd say honestly about 80% of private practice physios use Pilates in their treatment as a way to rehabilitate injuries like back pain, shoulder pain, knee reconstructions, like literally anything you can use Pilates as a way to rehabilitate, but then also ongoing as a way to prevent future injuries and just build strength and stability and flexibility around the body. And so I sort of saw the power of Pilates uh, and the way that it can be used from an injury point of view, but then also to help people on a larger scale. And I guess over the years, as I continued to practice my love of Pilates sort of grew and grew and grew until I sort of the balance of the physio and Pilates sort of changed. And I was sort of gravitating to more Pilates work over the sort of one-on-one treatment of injuries. So over the years, and when I was in New York, I was mostly doing Pilates work as well. It's just grown. And I had never taught online before, I should say, pre-pandemic. It's a, it's the classic pandemic story that as soon as we sort of went into lockdown. I had been living in New York, lost my job in New York because the studio I was working in in Brooklyn closed. I got stuck in Australia and I was like, all right, like, let's just put some videos on YouTube. Let's do a Zoom class, see how it goes. And it's just sort of grown from there. And now I've got a whole online Pilates business, which I love. So yeah, that's sort of the the story, (laughs) how I landed here. 
Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Huge roller coaster, but I'm glad that it brought you to this point because you're doing such amazing things. But before we get too deep, can you explain and like break down what is Pilates to us? Because I feel like a lot of people get Pilates and yoga confused. <laughs> yeah, so many people. I can't tell you the amount of times people have referred to my yoga classes or like referred to me as a yoga instructor. Like, outrageous. I'm sure any other yoga or Pilates teacher listening to this can relate <laughs> to how people do not know the difference. And I don't mind. Like, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment because I, I love yoga too. But yeah, it's not what I am. <laughs> um, look, there are a lot of similarities in that they're both um, can be practiced on the mat. They both uh, integrate a balance of the body and mind, but I'll explain to you what Pilates actually is. It's a a movement practice uh, that focuses a lot on building strength and stability around the body. Now this can be practiced either on the mat, which is predominantly what I teach at the moment with online classes, all you need is a mat and you just roll it out and you can do it. But there's also a lot of Pilates equipment out there that you can practice with. So things like reformers, Cadillacs, uh, Wonder Chair, the barrel, these are all like these big pieces of equipment that you can practice on. But you take the same principles of Pilates onto the equipment or onto a mat. A Pilates has a big focus on core strength. So deep core strength and stability for all the little deep muscles around the body that provide stability for our joints. And that will help to improve your posture, improve support for your spine and help you just move better. So it can translate into the way that you walk, the way that you run, the way that you jump, the way that you sit, the way that you stand. It can really translate into all these functional movements so that you move better throughout your day. And there's also a really big mindfulness component to Pilates. So while it has all these amazing strength sort of physical benefits, it also has a lot of benefits for your mind and for your mental well-being. So I love Pilates because to me, it feels like a bit of a moving meditation. You're guided through movement and you connect movement to your breath. And it really allows you to be present on the mat and think about what's happening in your body on the mat. Like even things like, oh my God, my glutes are burning so much. Oh my God, is this burn ever going to stop? Is she ever going to stop telling me to do more clams? But like even just something like that just forces you to connect into that movement and how your body is feeling then, which helps you to disconnect from everything else that's happening off the mat. So focus on the glute burn and not your to-do list for later. (laughs) Now that you're saying that, I can totally relate to that. And it's always specifically with like the clam movements and the glute workouts. It's always when I'm like, oh my gosh, I can really feel it. This is burning so much. But I never realized that I'm putting so much focus into that and I'm not thinking about anything else out there. So that's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's for me, like, that's how I teach my classes because I know for me, if I take a class that's super slow, right? So say I take like a, say, let's talk about yoga, a yin yoga class. While that is incredibly beneficial for some people, for me, when the movements are really slow, I find that I struggle to disconnect from everything else and tune into my body because I have too much time to just think to be stuck in my head. So for me to switch off, I need to be focusing on something else completely different. And then by the end of a class, by the end of a Pilates class, I actually feel really energized because I feel like I have had time to disconnect from the other stresses in my life. I'm getting fully brought back to like a bunch of your classes right now. And it's so true. (laughs) Like I leave every class feeling amazing. Like I feel like my entire body has been worked and I'm always so full of energy rather than feeling drained like I do from other workouts that I've typically done 
Exactly, exactly. It's the, it's the beauty of Pilates, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. And something that I really have to say is the way that you teach is incredible. I started taking classes during the pandemic through YouTube is where I found you. And the way that you were speaking to the class was something that I've never experienced before. You were like, oh, if you want to grab some water, you can get some water. Or if you want to take a rest, if that feels good for you, do that. You can try this modification if that works best for your body. And I was like, whoa, like, are they encouraging me to rest right now and get water? Like I've only been told to ever go, 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 or go faster, harder, go to your breaking point, things like that. And you really encouraging to listen to your body was like so moving for me and so incredible. So I have to applaud you on doing that. I think what you're doing and how you're teaching is so beneficial to so many people. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And it means a lot to like hear you say that you appreciate that. And it's pretty isn't it pretty wild that like me telling you to take a break if you need it is like revolutionary. Isn't that strange? Yes. That's something we should always be taught. And it's something that I've never heard before in a fitness setting. And I was like, so shocked. I was like, I had to like pause it and rewind it. I was like, wait, did that actually just happen? Did you say that I can rest? Like, that's so cool because I feel like the way that the people who I surrounded myself with in the fitness world and even myself included, I always thought of fitness as a form of punishment and exercise as a form of punishment. But the way that you talk about fitness and health and exercise, it's about celebrating your body and listening to your body. So can you kind of talk about the importance of this and elaborate on this idea a bit more? Yeah, definitely. We're all built very differently. So we all have different genetic makeups. And that means we are going to respond differently to different exercises in different classes. So some of us, for example, are born with this inherent strength and stability in our body. Some people are naturally born with this strength. Some of us are born super flexible and can touch our toes without warming up. And some of us will never touch our toes because that's just impossible. Everyone is different. And I have seen so many different bodies and body types and um, different presentations over the years. And I'm not really here to make people feel bad about what they can't do. But instead, what if it was my role to empower people to feel a sense of pride in their bodies and a sense of pride in what they can do instead of that? So if you're doing a Pilates class, some people might find certain exercises easier naturally. Some might find certain exercises really hard. But if you instead think about like, okay, I can't squat that deep, but I still just did 50 squats with you. Isn't that great? Like that's going to really change the way that you think about things. And we're also at different levels. So someone who's just starting to exercise Say for someone who's just had a baby and is returning to their first exercise after they've had a baby or say for someone who's never exercised in their life and, and decides to flick on a Pilates class. I don't want that person to finish the class feeling defeated and feeling like they haven't achieved what they wanted to. I want that person to finish that class and actually feel a sense of achievement for what they've done because they should feel that. That's awesome. And just because they couldn't do all the exercises without having a break. It doesn't mean they should feel bad about themselves for not doing it. They should feel really proud about what they could do. And so I truly try and, and push that and, and have these little cues all throughout my classes. And it's nothing like over, I think it's just like the subtle cueing of being like, 
take the modification. Here's it here. You can do a plank on your toes, but you can also do a plank on your knees. Like here it is. Here are the two options. Like it doesn't have to be a whole thing. Just choose an option, do it and like get on with it. And I think like the more you do that, the more in tune with your body you get. And it can just help people feel that sense of pride in their bodies and help, I guess, banish this sort of body shame that is inherent in the fitness industry. Yes, yes. I think it is so important because I've been there in the times where people have made me feel bad or I've done a workout and I thought like, oh man, I had to rest so many times, like I'm failing. But it's really amazing when you sort of change your mindset to thank your body and be proud of it and to really like give yourself a pat on the back for these accomplishments, no matter how big or how small they are. Just the fact that you're able to move should be an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, exactly. And also for me, when people tune into their bodies and, and listen to those cues, that's when I feel like the most proud of someone. Like I'll feel more proud of, of you if you hold a plank for 10 seconds, but like say, okay, this isn't for me today and just chill in a child's pose. And I would for someone to like push through when their body is telling them like, not today, girl, like take a break. Because that's what's really important. And we shouldn't like compare ourselves to other people on days when we want to push ourselves and we're feeling that and we're feeling that energy, like go for it. But like also on days when you're not, don't. Like I've had days when I've had so many days where I've been like, wake up in the morning, like thinking I'm going to do a workout, like get to the mat. And like, all I want to do is just like lie and just like not do anything. <laughs> and I don't think you should feel bad about that. Like that's what your body, cause I, I, not every day is like that. Some days I get on the mat and I'm like energized and ready to go. And so just, yeah, listen to that, I think. Yeah. Is there ever some times where you feel like you just want to rest, but also at the same time, like you have these classes that you're supposed to teach at that time? Like, how do you balance and manage that? Yeah, that's a really good question and something I'm figuring out. Uh, So I've now been running the business for close to two years, which is which is kind of wild. And it's been a process of like learning how to to balance that. So during probably the first six months, I was pushing myself like way too much and trying to get as much content out there as I could. I was recording for YouTube. I was doing Zoom classes. I was like taking on all these private clients and I just like burnt myself out. And I think I just learned that I can't do that. And if I want to like put a lot of energy into my classes. I need to make sure that I staggered those classes <laughs> and so that when it comes to me recording sessions, I'm able to give all my energy to doing that. So a lot of planning ahead and saying, no, I don't take on any more private clients. I'm not doing live Zoom classes at the moment. I'm just putting all my energy into creating really great content for Go Clo Pilates so that people get really high quality classes when they click onto the platform. That's so important. We love saying no here. We love setting boundaries. <laughs> and I love that you're talking about like you're putting your energy into something that you can be really proud of at the end of the day, rather than just putting out content to put it out. That's something that I really struggle with too. And I feel like a lot of creators probably struggle with because we want to do as much as we can take on all these opportunities, you know, don't want to say no to anything that could lead to an op- another open door. but Sometimes you just have to say no and put your focus in the right thing. So it turns out to be something amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like if I go, if I look back at that stage where I was working too much, I would get to the weekend 
and literally have to lie horizontal because my body would be so tired from all the Pilates and I would just be grumpy because I'd be like, my body is sore. I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. (laughs) I just like lay flat all weekend, like Netflix all weekend. That was it. And it just like, it wasn't very enjoyable and it, it took some of the joy out of the movement that I loved. So learning to sort of pull back and, and plan ahead and, and working out my, my weekly schedule like that has just made, yeah, made all the difference. And now I feel like I can put a hundred percent into my teaching. Oh, that's awesome. Was it ever strange going from teaching in-person classes where you don't watch yourself back again to recording your classes, having them on the internet forever? Like how, how is that difference? (laughs) Yes, there's a huge difference. Like I literally, I said earlier, I'd never taught online before or to a camera before like this is this is very new this is a a 2020 thing when you're in a class in a studio you have the ability to feed off the class's energy so I could see how people are feeling I could notice their facial expressions their grunts (laughs) the pain no I'm kidding but I could I can tell I can sense what the class wants and and sort of guide my class based on on those things which made it sort of a little bit easier because I could understand where I should take the class next the other biggest difference was that in a class setting I'm not doing the whole class myself because I'm moving around the room and making adjustments and walking around and just talking really to the class so transitioning to online they were probably the biggest changes so not being able to feed off the energy of the class and seeing where they're at and the other biggest change was the fact that now I am doing all the exercises as well I'm experiencing that in my own body so while I can't feed off what the class is doing because I myself am doing the class I know what it feels like on my body which is actually a big benefit like I know say I'm doing a squat or a lunge, I can feel at the point where, all right, that's where we take it to. And then we move on to the next thing. So I'm really feeling that in my own body, which has been really cool. And my personally, my strength like improved so much with that change, um, which is hence the horizontal on the weekend. (laughs) Um, But it was really good. And for me, the transition to online was, was pretty easy. I have spoken to a lot of other instructors that I know that I used to work with in person and for them teaching online was like a really challenging transition. They didn't like it. Whereas for me, as soon as I did it, I felt quite comfortable. I feel quite comfortable teaching to a camera and yeah, it feels quite easy to me. So I don't mind it. I'm happy. (laughs) I also saw that you have an upcoming challenge on your Pilates page. And through this, I saw like not like the rules, but there was like a few like steps in it. And one of the things said that we're not tracking progress by how you look, but it's rather about how you feel. And I saw that and I was like, yes, I am here for this. Like the fact that you were talking about this importance about being in tune with your body and listening to your body and focusing on how it's feeling is amazing. So can you talk a little bit more about this? Yeah, definitely. I think working as a physio and Pilates instructor for so many years made me see how reliant people become on external people and external services to feel a certain way. So people would come to me for my services and pretty much say like, fix me, like fix my back, fix my knee, do this, right? And of course, like I can help 
I can help to fix someone to an extent. Like if someone came to me with a, with a knee injury or a back injury or a neck injury or a shoulder injury, whatever it is, I have the education, I have the experience and the tools to help someone and hopefully fix that injury. But as soon as that person took ownership for that too and took ownership over that treatment process too, the results and the recovery is always better. It's always going to be better if that person takes ownership of it. And that's part of like taking that like locus of control, taking that back. So part of my teaching philosophy is to encourage people to tune into the way that they feel as we sort of spoke about. And so by doing a challenge, I wanted to really push that. I always felt really conflicted with challenges and put off doing a challenge for like 18 months, like didn't do one. Everyone was like, I want a challenge. I want a challenge. I want a challenge. And I was like, I can't do a challenge. Cause I was like, if I do a challenge, then I'm like telling someone what to do and what they have to do. But like, what if they don't want to do that? Yeah. Like why, who am I to tell someone what they need to do? And who am I to tell someone that it's a success if they do it exactly how I say when like, I don't know that person. So it took me some time to like, create my own type of challenge. And now I feel really good about it. So it's not about aesthetics. It's not about weighing yourself or like looking a certain way at the end of the challenge. It's all about tuning into how that person feels. So I send out a survey at the start and it talks about what that person's personal goals are so that they can set some goals for themselves. It talks about how they're feeling. So it's not about I don't know how fit you feel. I don't know, whatever it is. I hate all the aesthetics. There's no selfies. There's nothing like that. You just pretty much say how you're feeling, how strong you're feeling. And at the end, we go back and we talk about if that person feels proud of themselves at the end and how they're feeling in their body at the end of the challenge, which I love. And there's also like no pressure to do every day. I always say, if you don't feel like doing one of the days of the challenge, just skip it. And everyone who's doing the challenge, who's a member of Go Chloe Pilates has access to the whole library of over 200 classes. So they can switch out classes. They can not do the high intensity Pilates class that day, but instead do a stretch class that day, if that's what their body's telling them to do. And like, to me, that's a success. So yeah, that's the challenge. And we launched, um, a strength, a two week strength challenge starting, started literally today, um, which is really exciting and all shorter sort of bite-sized classes. So I try to limit the longer classes because I do feel like everyone gets a bit overwhelmed by the thought of doing like a 45 minute class every day. We're all about like the 20, 30 minute, like short, sharp classes here. <laughs> Get it done, move on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this so much. Like this is something that I wish that I had when I was younger because I used to try like all these crazy challenges and like do this for 60 days straight, yeah. go until you can't go anymore. Like insane. But the way that you are talking about this and the message that you're spreading, I think is so important for people to hear. And I'm so glad that you're doing it. Like this is incredible. Oh, thank you. I'll sign you up for the challenge. Oh my gosh. I'm on it. <laughs> I would love it. But no, seriously, it's amazing because I feel like how you mentioned like aesthetics and like how you look, the selfies, all those things and like posting it on social media. Like I just completed this challenge. Like all of that stuff can really, I feel like affect other people because then you're starting to compare yourself to their journey and their challenge and like, oh, why aren't I doing that? And things like that. And when you're having this really like open, open goal and kind of like, I guess kind of like loose goal type thing. I think mm. it's just incredible because you're not going to feel bad if you miss that one day. You're not going to feel exactly. bad if you don't look a certain way. Like it's all about your own journey. And I think that that's just so special. 
Exactly. And it sort of comes back as well, sort of doing a full circle, which is nice, but it comes back to feeling that sense of pride in yourself and like proud of what you have accomplished instead of feeling disappointed in what you can't do. And so that's what the challenge is about as well. I feel like recently there's been so many challenges out there, exactly what you said, that are like so strict. And like there was a challenge recently trending on TikTok where if you missed a day of these like crazy rules and you had to start like the 75 days again, like you had to go back to the start. And I, I was just thinking that is just terrible and just like breeds this, this really dangerous culture. And yeah, I'm really not about that. (laughs) Yeah. Social media in the fitness world can be such a dangerous thing because anybody can say like, Oh yeah, I know everything about fitness. Try this challenge with me. And like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're trying. And that person probably doesn't either. So I think it's great what you're doing and spreading a really good message. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Can you kind of talk about, I guess, and give some tips how we can begin to kind of form this mindset about celebrating our bodies and loving our bodies and celebrating these end goals of what we're able to accomplish rather than the failures? Yeah, definitely. Uh, If you're new to this whole self-love thing, (laughs) just know that it's a process And I do feel like it's this ongoing process. There's no like finish line with it. And the easiest thing to do is to try and switch your thinking. So I spent so many years, I feel like in my teens at school, in my twenties, always wanting a flat tummy. Like that's all that I wanted. But instead of saying like, I want a flat tummy or I don't have a flat tummy. Like I now think about all the things that I can do. So I can now do hundred curl ups. I can hold a plank. I haven't, haven't timed it, but let's say I'm going to say three minutes. I could probably hold a plank for three minutes. And like, that's pretty cool. So like if I just flip the thinking and think about all the things I can do that automatically shifts my mindset. And I sort of catch, try and catch myself out on these things. And I'd encourage you to do the same when you're having these negative body image thoughts to try and actively switch your thinking around. And if you've done my classes before, then that's, I try and ingrain these messages in my classes. And if you haven't done my classes, I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to do it also. (laughs) To do some, but you want to, you want to, do classes that help you feel strong, that help you feel empowered. And movement is a really big part of that. And instructors that you love, movement that you love. And if it's not Pilates, that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not offended, but I think you should try and find classes that make you feel that way or some form of movement that makes you feel that way. And listen to instructors that make you feel that way and unfollow instructors that don't because these little messages they like seep through things like all right everyone we're gonna work off last night's pizza or 10 more for that flat tummy that you've always wanted and honestly like those words are one dangerous but two not true (laughs) they're just like not true They're just a way to like make you feel bad about what you ate last night. Like what's the benefit of that? So try and make an active choice to to choose movement, to choose instructors that you connect with that make you feel good and switch your thinking and remember it's a process. I have bad days. We all have bad days. It's hard. 
That is just incredible. I love it. And I'm definitely going to start practicing that more, at least trying to, trying to do it. Because it is definitely hard because I'm always preaching on my page. I'm like, body positivity. I love myself and like all this stuff. But there are some days where I'm like, wow, I literally can't even look in the mirror right now. I feel like shit. I look like shit. But it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the process that we have to take. Exactly. And I think like remembering as well that we're not all immune to those thoughts. Like you're preaching all these amazing things on your page, but like you're not immune to those Mm -hmm. thoughts either I'm not immune to those thoughts like we're all human we all have those thoughts and it's because we've grown up in a certain way like surrounded by certain messages and imagery I feel like I really like as soon as I was in high school it was just like suddenly it started and it was like all about like the skinnier the better like that's what it was about and like when you grow up with those messages and like surrounded by imagery of Victoria's Secret models and those sorts of messages and learning about their diets like that that has an effect and like we have to almost unlearn all of that but it is going to be a process and know that you are going to have bad days and that's okay but just wake up the next day and try and like get back into what makes you feel good because there's no there's literally no point in these sorts of thoughts It, it doesn't get you anywhere really Yes, I love this. It makes me so sad that there's so much like negative fitness talk and diet talk and things like that. When we need more of what you're saying, this is the stuff that's important. And I wish that everybody could hear that and get that, especially starting from such a young age. Like I was hearing that stuff when I was in like fifth grade about like, oh, you're supposed to be skinny, eat less, do this, do that. All about the summer body, bikini body, things like that. It's crazy to me. And I wish that we could start from a younger age, teaching all people of all genders to really love your body. And it's not about what it looks like. It's about what you feel and what you feel like. Yeah. And also like when you learn that, you just realize how unimportant it is to have those thoughts, like having those thoughts, like being thinner, like doesn't actually make any impact on your own mental health doesn't make you happier what makes you happier is actually letting go of those thoughts altogether and and caring about more meaningful things so just remembering that so important i'm i'm so glad that you said all this and that you shared all this information with us like i think this episode is going to be so important to my audience from the younger girls to the older girls to all people i'm so stoked about this (laughs) well me too i'm glad I can like help even like one girl feel better about this and help her in her own journey, then I'm happy. Oh, that's so important. Do you have any final tips or any last thoughts that you would like to share with the girls room today? Biggest tip is just be patient and be kind to yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously and try Pilates with me. (laughs) I'd love to have you. That's my final message. Yes, I love it so much. I also recommend to take these Pilates classes. They are so amazing and you will feel the burn for days. Like I will take a glass and I'll feel sore for like the next three days, but like in the best way possible. I know. I feel like this, this chat has made it out. Like the class is all like kind of chilled, like take breaks. Um, just so you know, you can take breaks, but I try and make my classes pretty challenging and I promise you will feel the burden. Often I'll take my own classes and be like, what is wrong with you talking to myself? (laughs) And I'll swear at myself on the screen being like, this is evil. I'm doing the same thing to you. And I'm like, holy (laughs) shit, this sucks so much right now. How dare she hold this for 30 more seconds? 
I like recorded all the like comments that people had made like a couple of months ago. I like scrolled through and it was like, I hate you. You are evil. Like F you. What's wrong with you? Like all this stuff. (laughs) And I was like, it's such a weird, it's such a weird career that I have where these comments are a good thing. Like this is a good thing. Seriously, these classes are so hard, but they will make you feel so good. Like you don't feel drained at the end. You feel ready to freaking go and take on the world with a really sore butt at the same time. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Exactly. That's my tagline. Ready to take on the day with a sore butt. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Chloe, for coming on today. I am a huge fan and I'm so honored to be able to have you be a part of the girls room. So again, thank you so much. You can follow Chloe on Instagram at goclo underscore Pilates, YouTube at goclo Pilates and visit her website for more information and to join goclo Pilates on demand at goclopilates.com. Thank you so much, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. That was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the girls room. Don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review, and follow me on Instagram at thegirlsroom underscore pod. See you next week for an all-new episode.